0: Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey odyssey.com.
1: Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. As owner of Mint Mobile, I couldn't wait to make my first commercial for Odyssey listeners. I thought I'll tell them to go to mintmobile.com slash odyssey to get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Then I thought, they'll never believe the owner bragging, so I'll bring on a real Mint customer who knows it's premium wireless for just $15 a month. Then I thought, how will they know it's not just me acting as a customer? Then I thought, what if they don't think I'm a good enough actor to play a customer? Then I cried and went to bed at the end.
0: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See MintMobile.com for full terms. I'm Maggie Steffens, three-time Olympic gold medalist and current record holder for most goals in the
1: Olympic Games. Training for the Olympics it can get so stressful. It's nice to be able to just enjoy the water. It's my happy place. When that happy place is ruined by trash, it makes me sad.
2: If we don't dispose of our litter properly, it affects our precious waterways. Don't drop trash. And make sure plastics get in the right recycling bin. Please do the right thing to help keep our highways
1: and waterways clean. Visit CleanWaterCA.com
0: Brought to you by the Caltrans Stormwater
1: Program. It's, it's time. It's time for Kickoff. off First in the end zone. Touchdown! With Wilmer, Esiason and Mike Valenti. And we are back. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenny. Booms, how are you? I'm doing great. And
2: it's week six already, Mike. And, you know, interestingly enough, last week on the NFL Today, Coach Cowher said something to us that I didn't even really think of. And you and I have been talking about the problems with preseason and coming out of preseason and how the football's a little sloppy. There's a lot of missed tackles. Coaches are not really on their games, and they're making a lot of mistakes. And Coach Cowher said this. When he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that October was when the coaches started to take over, meaning that they started to understand who their teams were, who the teams they were playing are, because now they have four games or five games of tape on those teams. And now we should start seeing some of these teams and maybe some of these older quarterbacks in new places starting to improve because they're going to start feeling a little bit more comfortable. And I'm thinking like a guy like, you know, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. It's now time to turn on the jets because they played the Jaguars this week who they've already lost to. And they're kind of hanging around a two, two and one. And they've had 10 days to prep. Exactly. So this is where maybe we start seeing some movement here, some improved uh, play from some of these teams at least. And uh, hopefully week six brings us some exciting games.
1: Well, boomers really telling you is now the real season starts. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rundown. We've got a real doozy of a, a kickoff here. This
2: is, this is the <laughs> NFL rundown.
1: All right, so Bears and Commanders was the game that nobody asked for. Who cares? I, uh, but that's not the story. Yesterday, Seth Wickersham, ESPN.com. Uh, you read it, I read it. The Dan Snyder story, just for the people, Boomer, if you want to feel for it, uh, a quote from this article, the NFL is a mafia. He recently told an associate, this is Dan Snyder, all owners hate each other. That's not true. One veteran owner says, all the owners hate Dan, close quote. NFL meetings Tuesday begin. They're talking about a possible move against this guy. He's claiming he has dirt on owners. I I mean, Boomer, just unpack it.
2: Uh, Unpack it. It's really hard to unpack other than the fact that I can tell you not only do the owners dislike Dan Snyder and don't think that he's good for business, I would think that Commander's fans don't like Dan Snyder as he is not good for the football team. And with all the things that have gone on there, over the last three or four years, and this is also the place where John Gruden ended up getting fired because Correct. of all of the emails between the former president of the Red, uh, the Redskins when there were the Redskins and now the commanders, uh, Bruce Allen, got into it. So uh, there was a lot of backstabbing in that, bu- in that building, a lot of insecurities in that building, and it was all kind of permeated around the owner. And, you know, if this were the NBA – I do believe that this owner would be forced to sell.
1: A hundred percent.
2: I don't know if he will be forced to sell this coming Tuesday. I don't think that they will take a vote as to whether or not they want to have the team removed uh, from him. But I think Al Michaels said it you know, on the broadcast Thursday night that I think everybody in the NFL would be just happy if he would walk away and sell the team. Now I got to tell you, this team has got to be worth somewhere north of three and a half to four and a half billion dollars. They
1: were listed as the number six franchise in all of sports, value wise, and it could be as much as five mm-hmm. billion.
2: Yeah, I mean, so and a lot of that has to do with the stadium and the. I guess they purchased some land over in Virginia to build the new stadium. So, I wish for everybody's sake who is involved in all of this, the NFL, the players, Ron Rivera the fans of the commanders that that Dan Snyder would come to a senses and realize look you're just not wanted here
1: well and, and the other thing and it's it, it, and again i encourage you guys to read it it is a long form piece i know reading's not very popular these days but the ways that they could try to take the air out of the room to get him to sell are fascinating whether it is owners generally get a 200 million dollar loan they're going to deny him that there's a debt service issue they're going to enforce that um. Look, they have the lowest gate in the league. No one's going to the games. And also
2: remember, they hid money from the owners. Right. As it's, well. it's
1: all of it. Uh, it's a fascinating read. It, there. It, do you believe? How about this? Tuesday won't be the day that this all goes down. But do you believe sitting here a year from now, Dan Snyder still owns the Washington uh, I, Commanders?
2: I would say, I would say yes, only because I think he's vindictive enough. To actually yeah. fight this thing out and drag it out and try to embarrass as many people as he possibly can, unless of course um, what happened with Donald Sterling in the NBA, you know, Steve Ballmer came in and played paid an unprecedented two billion dollars for
1: right. he doubled him up
2: for Donald Sterling to go away. If that is what Dan Snyder is trying to do here to ramp the number up to a point where. Uh, the NFL owners, and whoever the new owner would be, I would think somebody like a Jeff Bezos from Amazon would pay doubly for this franchise. A convenience fee. Right, and then maybe he leaves. And I'm sure there's also some agreement in there, Mike, that if the team is sold, a portion of those proceeds have got to go back to the other 31 owners, I would imagine.
1: Correct. And and just real quick, do you believe he has the goods, or is that the ultimate bluff of a paranoid person?
2: I think it's... uh, I think it's potential. I think it's possible, yes. I mean, there's probably a lot of things that have been said in meetings that he's been privy to, that he's been around, that he's witnessed. And, you know, look, he's been under attack for at least four or five years now. Uh, And and there's probably, in his eyes, been a lot of leaks that have come from inside the NFL, which have probably ramped up his anger towards the NFL and the other owners. So anything is possible with him. I think he's vindictive, but I also think – He's going to get five or six billion dollars for this name franchise. And I think the fans would be happy with that. Look,
1: if you love NFL football, the, I think the thing for me, respect the product, respect the shield. You know, don't be a part of the problem, be a part of the solution on stuff. Like when I see owners do stuff like this, they don't even respect what they're a part of. That drives me crazy as a fan. It's like this is where at a certain point, these other owners, you do have to take a pride level in what we're doing. It's more than money. This is the great. This is like how we knight the rich in this country. You own a team. This is the one thing you got to do. If all he is don't like him, it only takes 24 years to get this dude out. Yeah, you know,
2: I don't think like when he talks about having dirt on the NFL, it's certainly not on the Ford family, the Rooney family, the Brown family, the McCaskey family. Oh, he's going right after Jerry. You know, he's going to go right after Jerry or go after Roger Goodell, maybe Bob Kraft. You know, people like that that are at the top of the league that do have a lot of say in the decision-making of the league. But the old-time families, you know, they got great businesses. They just want to be able to go and own a football team and go to football games on the weekends and and like to be a part of the community. And this is unfortunate that this could ultimately get as ugly, I I think, as we all think it will.
1: It's TV drama. It's insane.
2: And now you also have the, the impact of social media on top of all of this. So now you all or we all understand how everybody feels about it right. Maybe right. maybe 20 years ago that wouldn't have been the case. Real quick
1: on Ron Rivera. commanders win the game last night. still feels like he lost the week. The Carson Wentz story broke early. he then tried to backtrack. he got posted up in the post game. he and Ron Rivera is normally a very calm reserved guy. He went nuts. Where do you st- where do you feel Rivera stands amidst all of this going on?
2: I think he's untouchable myself. Um, you know it's not his fault that this team, keeps going through and cycling through quarterbacks. It reminds me a little bit of Indianapolis and Carolina. They can't seem to really settle on one guy. And what Ron was saying earlier in the week about Carson Wentz, I don't look at it as, as literal as everybody else did. I think what he was trying to say is, that, look, man, our guy's been here for five weeks. Can, you, can we give the guy a break and let him just try to play football until he settles in here? And I keep saying, and I've, and I've said it to you week one, and I'll say it to you here in week six that these new quarterbacks in new places, Russell Wilson, um, you know, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, of course, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz is one of these players. It takes time. It takes a lot of time, and it's not going to be easy. And these teams around them aren't all that good anyway. No. So I think that's where Ron R- Rivera was coming from when he said what he said. He did apologize to Carson. He did it in front of the team. Carson appreciated it. And lo and behold, they came away with an ugly win. But a win in the NFL is never ugly when you're on that side. Yeah, you
1: don't apologize for it. No, you don't. All of America really paid the price for watching (laughs) that. Um, Let's go to – I want to go Sunday night Bengals-Ravens with you because these are two teams we've talked a lot about. Um, Uneven game, Ravens blow another lead, Mm -hmm. end up making the plays. I want to get your sense of where you're at with both of these teams. For me, the Bengals-O line is still a problem. But talk to me about the Ravens-Bengals and who kind of you favor – uh, to win that division. Uh, I'm
2: still going to favor the Bengals, um, and I think the O-line will come together eventually, and I, I do believe wholeheartedly in their passing game. I think that's a team that once they hit their stride, they haven't hit their stride yet, that they will be able to come back in any game that they're playing in. Yeah. They'll be able to explode for 30 points at a, at a moment's notice, and they're going to go on a run just like they did last year. I just feel like this team is just too good and their defense is underrated. It, every every week it keeps this team in games. And Lou Anarumo, their defense coordinator, is terrific. So they're on the road to New Orleans this week. I think they win. I think the Giants are going to give the Ravens a hell of a fight this Sunday.
1: All right, let's just go. We have to do it. They and, and and put some respect on it. They are the four and one. I don't know how they're here. New York Giants beat the Packers in London. So let me do, let me ask you it this way: How real are the Giants? How flawed are the Packers?
2: Yeah, I don't know how real the Giants are. I'm still sitting here trying to figure out how this is happening. How this is happening because it's, you know, Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen, but he's running that offense. And he's only, you know, last week he threw the ball, I think, 27 times, completed 22 balls, and I think he ran for 10, uh, 10 times for significant yardage on a bad ankle. So I think the coaching staff is like, wow, okay, this kid can play, and he's going to play hurt, and he's going to lay it on the line. This is the kind of leader we want. We know that he's not Josh Allen.
1: Do you think he's earning
2: his way back? I, I kind of feel like what is the alternative for the Giants if we're sitting here and they are, say, 10-7, and seven, and oh they get God. a wild card.
1: What a dream sequel.
2: Right. So what what is the other alternative at quarterback for Giants? Because they're going to be out of the mix for a high draft pick. Therefore, they're going to have to sign Daniel Jones, in my eyes, and maybe it's not to a ridiculously big contract so where they can fill in around him and clean up some of the mess that they have at wide receiver and add some more on the defense. And again,
1: they went to London last week, Booms. The top three wideouts don't travel. Three of your top four defensive players don't play, and they still beat the pack, so talk to me. I I told you, I didn't think much of Green Bay this year. I thought the way that the, the Adams thing, they didn't address it. Where, and by the way, their defense, all these first-round picks, all this money, wh- where are you at with Green Bay?
2: Well, they're also in tight games. I think they're a better team than Minnesota. I really do. Um, I, I'd, I'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback than Kirk Cousins, especially in a primetime game and in, in a playoff game. Primetime Cousins. Right. So I, I just think that, uh, again, you know, this, this league is all about parity, and it's still very, very close. And, you know, look, the Giants – had the ball moved on them all the way down to yep. the four yard line, for God's sake, and a, and a couple player and a couple plays here or there, then maybe the Green Bay Packers yep. win this game. So I still think they're a good team, and I'm just, I'm just not totally sold on the Giants yet. But this is a be. momentum weekend for them. It is because they're at home, they're against a good team, and if they
1: win the game,
2: now their Giant fans are going to be thinking we got a chance here.
1: Are you talking momentum? Talk about the Jets. And I, I, I wrote this down early in the week because this is how I wanted to ask you. When is the last time that you believed in the direction of this franchise the way you do currently?
2: I would have to say when they initially drafted Sam Darnold, when they traded up to go get him. Yeah, everybody thought he was going to be a campus player.
1: Guilty is charged.
2: Right. So, but the way that the whole thing went down and the changing of coaches and the changing of general managers and everything else you felt like it was the same old Jets, and they try to not be the same old Jets. But I will say at this point, you see Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, uh, you know Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and of course, Zach Wilson. You see a lot of young players, Quinin Williams, yeah. and you're saying to yourself, finally they got playmakers on both sides of the ball. And now it really comes down to whether or not Zach Wilson is going to be the player That we saw in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. he didn't play great against the Dolphins. But he didn't play poorly either. He didn't turn the ball over. Made some nice throws. But I I wanted to see him be more dominant in that game. And I want to see now how he reacts going to Lambeau this week. Yeah, be
1: feisty. You know what? I don't expect him to win. It's not fair to expect him to win. But go there. Be feisty. Be in that game. Be in that game in the fourth quarter. Maybe you fall short. Maybe you lose by 10. But be feisty. I want to see Zach Wilson be better. Say People would say about this game that Green Bay has probably had a really long week coming
2: back from London. Yes. They lose to the Giants who everybody thought that they would beat and I'm sure themselves thought that they were going to beat the Giants and now it just gets uncomfortable and it it is a spot in where the Jets are walking into a hornet's nest much like they were walking into Hornets' nest when they played the uh, the Bengals. Yes. I think in week two or three, and the Bengals came in there and wiped them out.
1: Um, I want to ask you about Kyler Murray because I just I, I don't know if I'm making too much of it, but towards the end of the game, everybody saw it. it. No awareness, no football IQ. Slide short of the marker on second and one. Spikes it on third and one. Now you got a fourth and one, and you got to get a, a a guy off the street to kick the field goal versus Kyler. Go make sure you get the first down. Give up your body. Two shots at the end zone. Maybe you win the game. I just, I am at a point with Kyler Murray where I can appreciate his ability, but I've had enough of the mental nonsense.
2: Well, this goes back to his contract extension and what the Cardinals put in that contract extension about spending extra time looking at tape and getting prepared for the game that is at hand. And Kyler last year, and and you and I think I talked about this week one about him, he told the New York Times that he doesn't have to worry about you know overly studying the game plan because it just comes natural.
1: Yeah, to you me. like that comment?
2: I don't like that yeah. comment because what you want is you want your quarterback to be the most involved, the most engaged player on the team with his offense, understanding down distance and situation. And you know, I don't care how he dresses, it doesn't matter. That doesn't no, mean me. you'll be as flamboyant as you want,
1: right? Joe Burrow is awesome yeah. and dresses wild. Well, Who yes, cares? I don't
2: really care, but what I do care about is is how you carry yourself on the field and the plays that you make. And that is a troubling play that he made last week, which again continues the conversation about who he is as a player. And I think who that staff is too. I mean,
1: you get to a point they just make mistakes all the time. We'll get to their game in Seattle. I think it's one of the most interesting games of the week. Uh, We'll get to the picks. we got a lot to do. I do have a, a heat index on coaching. And... Our weekly special now, the the Coaching Malfeasance Play of the Week. I'm going to give you a multiple choice here, Booms. We'll get to that as well. All coming up next. Kickoff with Boomer and Valencia.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer
1: Esiason and Mike Valenti. All right, we are back. Booms, winning week for both of us in the picks. So that is a, a step forward. By the way, that's two weeks in a row. Yes. We're, look, we're doing okay. We're, we're, we're staying above water. Yes. All right, let's get to the week six slate. Picks of the week. I want to start with a game that is totally impossible to pick. <laughs> Vikings lay in three and a half. At Miami, the Skyler Thompson experience. Boomer. Yeah, I
2: don't know about uh, Tyree Kill, how healthy he is. Skyler didn't look all that bad, but now he's got all week long to be thinking about this. And the Vikings are a good team. Not a great team, a good team. I think this is an offensive shootout for Kirk Cousins and his uh, group of uh, wide receivers, with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. I look for the Vikings to, uh, to not only go in there, but to go in there and cover and win big.
1: Uh... I hate betting teams that go to Miami that aren't used to that heat, that don't play in it. Is
2: it really as hot now
1: as it was earlier in the season? Boomer, oh, it's a good story. Just go with it. And plus, it's like week six. These guys should be in shape by now. Well, should be at AA. Right and real are two different things. All I'm right, taking you... Miami. I'm going to take the three and a half. Okay. Let's go Browns laying the three. Hosting the Patri- the, the Zappy, <clears throat> My man.
2: What I worry about here for the Patriots is can they stop the run from the Cleveland Browns? And, uh, you know, I was reading an article... About Bill Belichick talking about how the Browns love to play in three wide, uh, three tight end um, formations, and they bring in extra heavy guys, and the extra tackle on the sideline comes in and. And they're just going to try to run it right down the Patriots' throat. And one of the reasons they're doing that is because they want to protect Jacoby Brissett. Yeah,
1: funny. They didn't do it when they were inside the 10 with a chance to just kick the field goal and win the game last week. You got Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball all over the place. I I can't take some of these guys. I know, but I'm going to
2: take the Browns at home, and I'll take them as an underdog. Same. know.
1: I'll I'll take them. I'm with you on the Browns. And again, Bailey Zappi's a fun story. But now, this is a different deal. All right? Detroit laid an egg last week. I'm not going crazy with that. Nobody knew anything about the kid when he was at Lambeau, and he had made it a couple nice throws. This is reality time, and the Browns desperately need this game. One hundred percent taking the Browns. Niners laying five and a half at our Atlanta Falcons, who are now five and zero oh against the number.
2: I, I I was hoping that the uh, the the forty niners would stay healthy, and now all of a sudden it looks like there's a potential that three of their defensive linemen are going to be missing: Javon Kinlaw, uh, Eric Armstead, and possibly Bosa. Nick Bosa with yeah. a groin injury. If those three guys are not playing, this is a different defensive team. They're still a good defensive team.
1: And they lost Mosley a corner.
2: But a, Right, but a different defensive team. I will take our boy Arthur Smith and the points at home. I still think the 49ers and Jimmy G on offense will do enough to win the game, but I think it will be close.
1: Good teams win, great teams cover. Arthur Smith, man, let's just roll with <laughs> it. Let's it. go. All right, uh, Bucks laying eight at Pittsburgh. This is this is a brutal game to pick.
2: It is. It's a hard game to pick, but I'm going to take the Bucks and lay the points. Uh, Pittsburgh has been brutal. Now, the one thing I will say for Pittsburgh is that I, even though they got hammered by Buffalo last week, and I think we both picked Buffalo yeah. to hammer them, uh, I like the fact that Kenny Pickett had 52 throws in that game, and that he got a taste of the difficulties. Of playing on the road against a really good team, I yep. mean that's part of growing the lizard skin that you got to have to be a good quarterback. Um, this is a different deal. This I I think the Buccaneers are one of the best teams in the league still, even though that they haven't really hit on all cylinders. And I do think some of this stuff off the field for Tom Brady is absolutely. Is gotten to him. There's no question. It has to. It has to. He's a human being like the rest of us, and this thing is playing out in the newspapers. I hate it for him and his family. But I think they go in there, and I'll lay the number, and I'll take the bucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. all Tomlin dog stats aside, I I can't. This Pittsburgh defense can't do it. The O line is horrific, and I look Kenny Pickett doesn't look bad, but this is a different. Day. I think he's going to be under siege all day. I'll take the bucks. This is, we're going to disagree on this next game. I love this game. Bengals laying two and a half at the Saints.
2: Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals here because I know you're going to take the Saints. And the reason I'm taking the Bengals is they're close in every single game. And like I said, they just haven't really clicked just yet. And I don't think Andy Dalton's going to beat his former team. I just think that there's a couple turnovers happening in this game. I'm going to lay the points and I'll take the Bengals.
1: I can't believe I'm about to say this, but the reason I like the Saints not only just situationally
2: don't say taste some hell. Don't I say I, that.
1: I, I just are you going to say that? You know what? I'll take the Saints and we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I like Taysom Hill, too. No, it's
1: just wacky enough where I'm like, maybe it's the added dimension they need. I don't know.
2: You know, so it is the Wildcat slash quarterback, and he can throw for sure. Yeah, I mean, and he's Sean just Payton. powerful
1: as a runner, he, man.
2: He is. So, I, I wonder if Saquon Barkley can throw, because if he can because he, he plays I'm waiting for it.
1: You know what I'm waiting for is that Tebow jump pass. I need Dave all to give me that one time.
2: I have a feeling that Mike Kafka, who came from Kansas City, and Dave, who was up in Buffalo, have all these Trick plays, ready to go. I can't wait to see them of unveiling those things. All right, so you're going to take the Saints. I'll take the Bengals. All
1: right, Ravens laying five at MetLife against the G-Men. I'm
2: going to take the Ravens with the points. I think the G-Men will give him a hell of a fight. I think Wink, Wink Martindale knows uh, Lamar Jackson better than anybody. And by the way, one of the key stats this week in regards to Lamar Jackson, he's 12-0 and 0 against every NFC team he's played against, straight up. I think that the Giants cover here, but I think the Ravens win the
1: game. All right, I'm going to take the Giants. I'll take the points, the home dog. I'm with you. I don't think they beat the Ravens, but I I will tell you this. The Ravens, I know Bateman with the foot issue again. Lamar missing throws again. Mm -hmm. And Wink, if anyone knows him, it's him. And the Giants will get healthier this week. You'll get a few of the pieces back. I'm going to take the points. I think the Ravens win. It's going to – It's but I – there's something with this team – all I'll say is this as a Giants fan, they're playing hard for this staff. They play like they care, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. And you took the Giants last week? Yes.
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, it's fun. In I can't have In London, help you it. said, in London, I got to take them. I have to. It's and, for the queen. And you, I,
2: I, King. And by the way, uh, you did say Leonard Williams was going to be back last week.
1: I messed up. Yes. I thought he was. Yeah. Not My ready bad. Yet all right Packers Jets this is seven and a half now they're baiting you into taking your Jets
2: uh they don't have to bait me I'm gonna take the Jets and I'll take the points and again I you know last week was a momentum game for the Jets they answered the call they gave their fans what they needed a fourth quarter to relax drink a little beer yeah and root on uh, you know the gangrene they hadn't done that all year long they have actually played well on the road yeah uh, they played well in Cleveland they played well in Pittsburgh. The Packers are better. There's no question about that. But I think seven points is a lot. Seven and a half points is even. Yeah. You know, I, I I'm going to take the seven and a half points and the Jets.
1: I'm going to take a risk. There's obviously everything you said. I can't disagree with it. It's just more of a sell high point on the Jets. I mean, look, they've been a fun story. They are playing well. If there's a get right spot for Green Bay, I know Rogers salty in the post game. Jair Alexander's comments. They come home. I'm, I'm going to lay the points here, probably regret it, but I just feel like this is a Packers spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, they should win the game. I mean, that's all that matters to them, the coach and the players. We, as the I, I know, analysts, as the, the, guys, pundits. Uh, the pundits, right. I mean, we want to see the Jets stay close and stay tight and continue to build with this young nucleus of really good football players.
1: Um, all right. Listen, we're, we're opposed on a couple, which is good. Uh, all right, this one. This is this is a painful one. Colts laying two to America's Jaguars.
2: Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in the way the Jaguars have played the last couple of weeks. I really am, and I know that the Colts have been two-two. They're two-two and one. It's not been pretty. They had the ugly Thursday night game. They've had ten days off. They should be relatively healthy. They should be getting a lot of their defensive players back. There it is. Uh, and I do believe that you know it's going to start kicking in in Indianapolis, and it starts with this game.
1: Thank God you said that. All right, I thought I was nuts for taking the Colts as a favorite, but I also tell me if this is is real or not. I always looked at it like it's hard to beat a team twice in a year, but it's almost impossible when you think about beating them twice in a month. Is that real or is that a fan thing?
2: No, I think it's a real thing and I know as a as a former player, we always would, you know, you'd have to protect your home field, especially when you're a good team, when you're a bad team, all things are thrown out the window. Right. I still think the Colts are a good team. Uh, I hope they get Jonathan Taylor back for this game. If they do, uh, then that's the difference maker yeah. for Matt Ryan. And he's just got to stop turning the football over. You know? It's he's unbelievable. killing them right now with turnovers. And if he just stops that, then they'll be fine and they'll take off.
1: I'm going to take the Colts. All right. This is my favorite game of the week That, as far as a um, tricky spot. Arizona laying three in Seattle. Come on.
2: I am a Geno Smith guy now. You know what to do. I'm taking Geno. There it to. is, yes. my man. I am with Gino and Pete Carroll, and I is there a guy in the NFL, and even though they lost last week, it was a high scoring game. Is there a guy in the NFL that's having more fun than Geno Smith is right now? No. Is there a guy that looks like he's more ingrained in his football team than Geno Smith is right now? No. I mean it looks like there's no pressure on him. It's a 10-year vet. And he's finally got his chance and he's making the most of it and he's got two great wide receivers and he's not afraid to throw the ball down the field, which is what I love and this is where the weakness of the Cardinals come in. So I'm taking I'm taking Geno at home.
1: It's also I can't trust Arizona. I can't. I don't trust the product. I don't trust the when you go on the road in the NFL like you the margins are even thinner and the mistakes are amplified and the Cardinals just do Stuff, for lack of a better word, that I just can't figure out. I'm taking Seattle. Uh, oh, God help me. Rams laying 10 and a half against the Panthers. Uh, Was. The, new oh, the new look Panthers. What? PJ Walker. Here's your problem. Uh. Right now, Babel, you, you're pulling your hair out because you know what I know. What I've said to you all year, the Rams are broken. <laughs> yes. But the Panthers are morbid.
2: I'm taking a 10 and a half points.
1: I think they they step up for
2: Steve Wilks. I think PJ Walker runs all over the place. The Rams offensive line is a mess. Uh, The uh, Matthew Stafford situation behind that offensive line is not great. And I know this is such an obvious pick to go the other way. It's why... Every ounce of my body says you got to take the Panthers because the Panthers will come out and they'll play for their new head game.
1: Can we do a special dispensation where we just don't pick this game? Well, no, we, we ju- have to pick the game, it's and then we can horrible. talk about it next week. All right. Um, <laughs> God, I hate this. So you're taking. I'm going to take the Rams. Okay. Oh, God, what have I done? All right, let's go. <laughs> I just hate it. Let's go Eagles laying six at home against Dallas. See, this is a no-doubter for me. I feel great about this. Yeah, so do I. And that's why I'm taking Dallas. Okay, noted.
2: I'll make my case later. Go ahead. I mean, I know the Eagles are the only undefeated team. These two teams are going to bring the beast out in each other. This Dallas defense has been for real. It has been for real. Micah Parsons, the Marcus Lawrence. uh, I mean, they have been just absolutely stifling. It's one of the reasons why. They've been able to win with Cooper, Russia quarterback, and he hasn't made the mistake. He'll probably make a couple of mistakes in this game. I think it's a close game. I think the Eagles go to 6-0, but I'll take the Cowboys in
1: the points. The bloom is off the roast. This is the week the wheels come off the rush wagon. Now, here's the thing. You're right with everything you said. I look at Dallas's defense, though. We've talked about the Bengals. They're not the Bengals yet they took advantage they've played teams like the Giants they've played the broken Rams these teams that are incredibly flawed up front the Eagles are none of it welcome to the best O-line in the league this I'm telling you they're gonna be throwing garbage cans on the field Eagles minus six well okay
2: all right but you saw what happened to the Eagles out in the desert last week
1: Eagles, hey, Jalen Hurts apologized for that, and it, he's going to make it right this week. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm like one of his biggest fans. I love him. I really am. I do think they'll win the game, but I think the Dallas Cowboys will keep it
1: close. I wanted you on my side with that one. All right, uh, this is, Nate Hackett can't hurt me if I don't play this game, but I have to. Chargers okay. minus five, hosting the Broncos. Figure this, this one out. You like how they just throw the five out there at you? Yeah, I know. You know, They make it really interesting, and they make it
2: really difficult because straight up I got the Chargers, uh, just simply because I do not like the offense and the way that Russell Wilson has played. And I've been saying that sooner or later, the light's going to go on for him. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be against this defense. What do you
1: make of the lat injury and then a, yeah. a procedure? And
2: I-, I, I, You know what I think? I think it's him telling us, all of us, and I don't want to know about it. If you're on the field, you're on the field. That's all there is to it. Um, I'm taking the Chargers. I'll lay the five.
1: Every time I see the Chargers as a favorite, I just say, who do you think you are? Like, I I love, I want to love them. I love Justin Herbert. I love the uniforms. I love the players. But they don't ever cover.
2: I just want Brandon Staley in a situation where he has to go for it on fourth and one. We're going to get to that next. Okay.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Boomer, we're going to get, you know, I'll save it. We're just going to get to it next. But people, we hinted at this. I love analytics. Uh, Ivy League people, shout out to anyone smart enough to go to those schools. There has to be room for football and common sense. I can't take any more. I, I, I'm doing this because I'm feeling dangerous. Broncos getting the five. All
2: right, so we both had the Broncos. All right.
1: What did we just do? I don't know, but... Uh... All right, Busy now the game of the week we're going to get to next. I've, I've got a coaching index and the award for the biggest piece of coaching malfeasance of the week will be handed out momentarily. All coming up next, it's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Oh, I can't wait for this. Now, back to kickoff with Boomer, Esiason, and Mike Valenti. All right, this is by far and away the game of the week. Might be the game of the year. It's time for the best of the best. This week's best of the best of the best of, best, best of the best. This week's best of the best. And this game defines it. Bills minus two and a half at Arrowhead. The floor is yours.
2: Yeah, 425 on CBS, man. The only game that we have on, uh, on the network. And it is going to be a huge game. It's going to be a great game. I cannot wait for this game. And I know that all of us at CBS have been, you know, had this thing circled. We're just hoping that both Josh Allen and Patrick, Mah- Patrick Mahomes will be healthy for the game. I think it's going to be exactly what we saw last year in the playoffs. These two teams, highly octane offense, quarterbacks that can make plays all over the field, wide receivers that are better because of the quarterbacks that they're playing with. I think Kansas City has you know, gotten a little slower on, on offense. They, they try to run the ball a little bit more, but Patrick Mahomes is just a magician. I think it's a high-scoring game. Since you're telling me it's two and a half.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it is updated.
2: All right. I'm gonna take the Bills. And yes. I'm gonna lay the two and a half that's
1: on the road.
2: The you know, I also look at this as a spot for the Bills. You know, you could call it a revenge spot. You could call it whatever the fans would like to call it. I just I just think that Josh Allen is playing at such a level right now that uh, he's probably the only quarterback that's capable of going in there and beating Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, and it's also too, I think it's different when a team has the ring. And they've already been to the mountaintop. You're motivated differently. The regular season is still the regular season. Now they they're going to play up. This is a big game. But the Bills, it's this maniacal obsession. This is the this is the team they design their entire offseason around beating. And the way I know they beat them last year in the regular season, that playoff game will drive you insane. Well, I I'm would take I'm on the Bills. Here.
2: I am. So we're both on the Bills, and I would think that Leslie Frazier. <laughs> Thinking about the way that that divisional playoff game ended last year, you know, was probably peppered with a million questions this week. And I'm sure that Sean McDermott and I'm sure that Josh Allen and everybody in that locker room is just sick and tired of talking about that game.
1: Yep. 13 seconds. So the
2: only way to get that game out from underneath everything that your team is built on is to go back there and go win it and try to hold on to home field advantage. So the Chiefs have to come to your building and play in the playoffs if, in fact, that happens.
1: I'm glad you're on my side. That's my favorite pick of the week. It might sound insane. I just feel like this is a the Bills are just different.
2: Yeah, they're. they're uh, I I can't argue with you. I mean, especially the way that Josh is playing.
1: Do you and, think that this, the the McCaffrey interest is real? By the way, you see those I, I, reports? I, well, this yeah, week? I
2: think the Barkley interest would be a real DJ Moore would be a real interest for a team out there. I think McCaffrey would be a real interest because you know he gets injured a lot and.
1: Christian McCaffrey on the Buffalo Bills.
2: Yeah, I mean oh. it would be unbelievable. Or Saquon Barkley on the on the Buffalo Bills. Although the Giants I don't keep think winning Giants though. Would, That's yeah, the problem. If the Giants keep winning, then it's probably not going to happen. But now that the Panthers have basically thrown in the towel, fired their coach, and Tepper is going to be looking to start over. Yeah, I would think that, you know, all of those players could be available because they need they need draft picks and they need new players and they need young players and they need speed.
1: I want to bring this up. We're going to, I'm going to try to do this weekly because these NFL coaches continue to give me the fodder. I just can't stand when coaches hurt their team with what I deem to be stupidity. There's no place for it. Just be normal. So I'm going to give you two choices here. You tell me which one of these is the bigger sin. I'll give you Brendan Staley, which we talked about last weekend, leading 30-28. to 28. Fourth and two at your own 45. The Browns are out of timeouts. You punt, you pin, and you make Jacoby Brissett drive the field to kick a field goal and beat you. Or you throw the ball and give the Browns the ball at the 45. Now, I know York missed the field goal. That's one. Two, God help me with Dan Campbell. I I just, listen, I want to like you. Like, we do this bet. Like, if you've ever seen Tyra Banks flip out on that, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Dan, it's 6-0. Your defense is playing good. Ball at the New England 32. Fourth and nine. Kick the ball, Dan. (laughs) Or we're going to drop back and pass. Fumble six. Game over. Kneecaps. Boomer, and which playing, one of these?
2: Uh, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on Brandon Staley first because that's at the end of the game, and that decision could have cost his team the game. And I think the way that he reacted after the game, he knew it.
1: Players were hugging him like, hey, we got you. We know you did something stupid. Right, but he knew it. So
2: um, here's the thing. If I'm an owner, general manager, and I'm hiring a football coach, I'm going to hire that football coach because of his reputation, his understanding of the game, and his feeling and intuition about the game. And, you know, Brandon Staley could go back and look at analytics all he wants, and they can walk off the field and say they won the game because supposedly he made the right decision. Uh They won the game because the field goal kicker missed the field goal. And
1: Stefanski lost his mind with the number one running game in the league, and you got to go be Brissette throwing bombs. Right,
2: but they had no timeouts left, so that was the other thing.
1: But you had time to run it one time. Right, but that was the
2: point about why I thought Brandon Staley made another wrong move here. And even though the move turned out okay for them and they won – He's got to punt the ball away, and he's got to play defense, especially when they have no timeouts. Now, as far as the Dan Campbell thing is concerned, you know, I guess he's on the road. He's in New England. He wants his offense to kind of get some momentum going. It's early in the game. I can kind of understand it. But the fact that it's third and nine, and Tom Brady is no longer right, – you
1: playing Bailey zappy right,
2: You have to take into account, like, all the like, – situational things that are going on within the game that you're in and that's What's what the, the analytics
1: don't take into account there's no analytic for who are you facing who you're playing What's it matters
2: like how's your team playing oh my god i just it drives you crazy it, it does drives all of us crazy and believe you me you know we've had a number of these with john harbaugh brandon's they always had two already how this about year. monday night and monday night the same thing what was what did andy Reid do <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're going up eight, kick the ball. But things don't work. Then everybody looks back at the decision, say it was the wrong decision. And then the coaches will come to you after the game and try to explain their decision making or why they say it's right. But I always say this, and so does coach Cower when I sit with him on Sunday. Sometimes we outthink ourselves and we outthink ourselves and put ourselves and our team in a situation that could end up losing the game for us. And that's where the coach loses the respect of the locker room. Just remember that. So I always, if, if I had a coach that made a wrong decision, I would really truly wonder whether or not he was prepared to be that head coach.
1: And, and when make you that see decision. it happen multiply, this is more specific to Staley and Dan Campbell. This is Dan, This is at least the sixth time Dan Campbell has done something where you go, what? There's somebody that's
2: up in the booth that's in his ear during the game, saying, "You got to go for this. This is what we should be doing right now."
1: He needs. He's got to. He's
2: got to avoid that. He's got to say, "Look, I don't. I'm not feeling that."
1: Yeah. Well, you've
2: been around long enough. You know the game of football. You know what works and what doesn't work. And sometimes, taking points.
1: He coaches like a teenager playing Madden. That's the problem.
2: Uh, And I think a lot of the analytics guys basically are doing the same thing. Yeah.
1: All right, I want to get to the hot seat meter. Matt Rule lost his job in Carolina. Nobody's surprised. CJ um, is walking to Yeah, no doubt. I, just real quick, where where do you rank that job? Not highly. So it's so Tepper, the money, the backing doesn't help you a little bit there. Uh, I,
2: I think the fan base is kind of like you know it's a melancholy fan base. We win, we win. We'll show up. We'll have a good time. I uh, you know
1: hope both teams have fun.
2: Right. I I just think it's a I think the owner has got the money. He'll spend the money.
1: Lower third job?
2: I would say, yeah, bottom third of the league. And I would think that without a quarterback right now, probably not the most attractive of
1: jobs. All right, so here's your hot seat stuff. And what I did is, I, and I know this is, I I hesitate a little. It's a little tacky to attach Vegas odds to someone's employment. But I wanted to put it here just as almost backing for this top five. You can tell me what you think, agree, disagree. At number five, I do have Dan Campbell. Yeah, well, you know, you're going to get
2: shut out in the NFL in today's world. uh, It doesn't look good, especially when you make some, you know, questionable decisions. Here's the one thing I will say, and I always tell you this. Owners see um, open seats, empty seats. And if there are a lot of empty seats at Detroit Lion games, that's when Dan Campbell's got to start worrying about, you know, whether or not he's going to be able to keep his job. We all like him. Just like you said, we all want him to do well. We're rooting for you, right? We are rooting for you, but unfortunately, you know it's it's a dysfunctional franchise for whatever reason, and he can't seem to get out of it. And, and the problem life.
1: for him, it's all the shtick, it's all the sizzle, it's none of the steak. At four seventeen and one, Boomer, here's what they have coming out of the bye week: Green Bay, excuse me, at Dallas, home Miami, home Green Bay. You are staring one in seven and a four twenty and one record in the face
2: yeah and And you
1: said this you don't win games your message no matter how good it is players gonna stop listening to it
2: yeah and the owner's gonna recognize that and the general manager will want to protect his own job and he'll go to the owner and they'll say hey look you know we're gonna have to make a change here because this ain't working and then Detroit's gonna have to start all over again
1: plus 900 on Dan Campbell let me give you this one I don't think it's gonna happen they're two two and one they've turned it around a little bit but Frank Reich listed it plus 1200 I don't see it, but he was on the top five list. I wanted your spin on it. I mean, is Frank getting himself out of trouble and, and cements it by beating Jacksonville Sunday? If, if
2: I go back uh, and I look through his career as, as the head coach, uh, yes, this is where he starts getting out of it. Because this is usually the part where his team starts to take off. We're in October. Yeah, we're in October, and this is where coaching takes over. And... Look, I know he has an impetuous owner. I know that that owner keeps talking about the Super Bowl and has talked about the Super Bowl the last five years. Um, and every owner kind of feels the same way. But uh, the one thing I do know is that there's an enormous amount of respect for him as a head coach, and I know that he and the GM, Chris Ballard, are very tight, and they work very well together. So I think this is where they start to take off a little bit here now.
1: At three, and again, mm-hmm. this is a wild situation. I have no read. I leave it to you. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera. Listed at plus 450. I mean, ran his QB over with a bus, then then apologized for it. The story breaks on the owner. Unfortunately, he's got to answer for it. Where, where, where do you put Rivera in all yeah,
2: this? Yeah, I don't see him going anywhere right now. And, uh, you know, they beat the Bears. Like I said, it was an ugly game, but who cares? He won. Uh, they're going to get Chase Young back here somewhere along the line so their defensive line will be whole and be and will be really difficult to deal with. I'm not saying that they're going to go and win ten games, right? But I think he's respected enough, liked enough in that locker room, and basically is the face of that franchise. And they're not going to fire the face of that franchise. Two right weeks
1: now. ago, I thought they were teetering on laying down. They've played hard. I know it's not a good product to look at, but they've played hard the last two that's, weeks.
2: And that's and that's another thing too. But I do know, like, it's not him. Like, Like, Dan Campbell, people may check out in Detroit. And it may be because of Dan Campbell, maybe some of the press conference stuff like that. In Washington, it's not going to be Ron Rivera. It's going to be the owner that they're not going to show up and support.
1: Number two is a man who has caused great pain in our lives. It's Nate Hackett. Uh, He's listed at plus 150, by the way. He feels like a one and done.
2: Yeah, it kind of feels like Josh Rosen and Steve Wilkes in Arizona, doesn't
1: it? It's... Yes. Uh, and it, it
2: uh, it's a weird feeling. I mean, I will say that their, their games are close, though. They're in tight games. They're ugly games. Ugh. And somebody decided that Russell Wilson was the man. And Russell Wilson, much like Matt Ryan, has not been the man yet. And he better start becoming the man very quickly or they'll – I'm with you. I can see why he's on this list.
1: Uh, and look, like you thought you were getting the guy Aaron Rodgers vouched for. Hell, maybe they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers. They they thought they were buying a Ferrari. They ended up with a lawnmower.
2: You know, Paid Manning um, vouched for Adam Gase for the Jets.
1: Uh-oh. Uh, and at number one, at plus 200, Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, beautiful man with a bond mansion, but unfortunately his team is a clown car of errors. You
2: know, I kind of predicted at the beginning of the year just to throw something out there that Kyler Murray would get to the end of the year and say, I want out of here and put Deshaun Sean Watson and just say, I'm done after I sign my contract extension. Uh, they better start winning too. That Steve Kime out there, you know, he's got a tr- trigger finger. Yeah. And he will pull the plug to save his own life.
1: All right, real quick.
2: And he's tight with Michael Bidwell, the
1: owner there. Real quick, your final word that you leave us with.
2: What you say after this don't
1: don't matter. This is the final word.
2: You know, my final word goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show, Mike, and that is it is October. It is coaching time. This is where we're going to find out whether or not those coaches on the list you just gave me are going to keep their jobs by the time the year is over.
1: And that means the season begins now. We'll be back with you next week. Kick off with Boomer and Valenti all the games, all the opinions, all the good times, and all the coaching mistakes. We'll talk to you next week, everybody. It's kick-off, it's
0: kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?